0: It is time for Town Talk, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham, brought to you at this time, first Tuesday of each month, by Prime Materials Recovery, with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street, Willimantic. Prime Materials Recovery assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. Welcome back to our Wyndham Town Manager, Jim Rivers, who's here today, and, well... Had some good stuff going on down at Jilson Square in the Shabu Stage recently, didn't we, Jim?
1: Yes, we did. Thank you for having me again, Wayne. It's great to be here with you. The you know, the stage, the Jilson property, the community center, which is all one eight-acre property now, uh, and, and they complement each other. We really put it to use this year, you know, with a couple of years of COVID uh, slapping us back a little bit of our plans anyway. Uh, but we're, it's, all, it's all coming together now. We're using some. Some funds from the uh, American Rescue Plan uh, and, uh, you know, some fees at times, uh, along with uh, our outside uh, public relations team. Uh, we, all of it's coming together to really get more people on the field there, both from Wyndham and from without. But many of the programs we've been ma- been able through donations and, and what have you, we've been able to have for free so people can come out there and enjoy the stage and the property. But, uh, yeah, last weekend was a big weekend uh, or not last weekend but the, the prior weekend we had, uh, uh, another Latin festival, not, not, uh, brought to you by the town, but by a private, uh, promoter, uh, but that went pretty well. And then, uh, young gravy, uh, a uh, upcoming artist, hip hop artist, uh, famous hip hop artist. He's been all over the TV lately. Uh, But he performed on Sunday with a a, uh, performance that we worked with Eastern Connecticut State University and partnered with them and had, you know, uh, 3,000-plus people there on the field. So it was another success.
0: And what's the event you've got coming up October 22nd?
1: That event is uh, something we put together, or I I should say the executive administrator is Zamata Bruder. Uh, She works on a lot of these programs for the town, along with with, uh, many of the staff, the town staff, puts in – a lot of effort to make these things happen, but that one's going to be brought by the town. Um, That one is going to focus on raising money to aid people that were affected by the the hurricane in Puerto Rico. Um, So we're going to try to raise money there, but it's going to be a fun day concert. Uh, The moon bounces. Uh, We'll have food trucks there. Again, this will be free. I think the hours are 11 to six, 10, 11, 12 to six, something like that. Um, But pretty much a good part of the day. And it should be a lot of fun. And and again, we kind of put this one together uh, last minute, obviously, because of uh, I think it was Hurricane
0: Fiona that that slammed Puerto Rico last. So we're going to try to do something and raise some more money for them. And Wyndham's COVID numbers have gone up and you actually have a vaccination clinic going on at that October 22nd concert. So kind of touch on both those things.
1: Well, yeah, the numbers are still high, and and God knows how high they are because we we don't really measure them as well as we did with all the home testing that goes on. Um, But we shouldn't be, again, coming into the colder weather here, uh, you know, we're starting to think about how that's going to, we need to tend to that. Uh, It could get bad again. Um, It's been pretty high. Right through the summer, I think people are pretty loose, but many people are vaccinated, so the seriousness of it for most people is, is not what it was who knows, maybe the vet, this variation that we're dealing with right now isn't as serious either. But, I mean, people still get still get very sick from this, and you, and people are still dying. Not as many as there were, uh, but it's something that we still need to be thinking about. I know a lot of people have tried to put it in the rearview mirror, but we still need to be thinking about it. And, therefore, we still have these vaccination clinics and booster clinics. Uh, many of the shows that were on the stage, especially the bigger ones, we had you, you, probably a tent uh, in the corner uh, people getting vaccinated and boosted. So we're going to do that, take advantage of the crowd again uh, on this day on October 22nd to do the same. So we're still out there trying to make sure people uh, get vaccinated and boosted. And I think as the weather gets colder, we've you know, we got to intensify our efforts because that'll be the season again, like it always is, where things do get worse.
0: And Wyndham's said nine new positives over the weekend. Wednesday was an increase of 17. Wyndham's had 89 cases in the last 14 days, just to let people know it's not gone away. You've been planting some new trees around to take some of the trees that were not feeling well down at Jilson Square. Tell me about that project.
1: Well, uh, normally that wouldn't be, uh, we, we do that all the time. We plant trees and cut trees, you know, all the time. We have to keep the roadways, road, roadways clear and keep uh, trees from landing on people that are starting to get sick or dying. Uh, but we got a, a lot of feedback when we posted the trees to take down at the Jolson Square, so I thought that might be something good to talk about this morning. Um, we uh, had three trees over on Valley Street. We've taken a few others down all, on Jillson Square that were dying as well. But we're about to have a, a planting party, I'll call it, where uh, Public Works, with some some grant money from a uh, that was gotten that w- was received from uh, an application by a student at UConn, and uh, they uh, got us some money to plant some more trees. So we have uh, we had three trees that we posted. We're gonna we took down two of them. And they were clearly, you had some rot on them. You could see them from the, the trunks and the branches when they were cut down. We left the third tree, who is which is sick, but not as sick as the other two, uh, as a compromise for those that were concerned about cutting trees down. But we're planting 17 trees. So uh, I, I just, you know, folks get all upset when we cut a tree down. And most all the time we cut a tree because it's sick. Um, we don't want it to land on anyone. And we don't want to look terrible either. But got a lot of trees you know the trees are coming up faster than we can cut them for sure especially in recent years uh you know you see the fields being grown in there's not many uh planting fields or, or uh, uh livestock fields anymore that if you look at aerial maps from 100 years ago there wasn't too many trees but the trees keep coming in on the roads they're coming in uh you know in the forest uh we don't have to have trees on every patch of grass uh, in town. We still, you know, need to do other things. So throw a throw a baseball to your kid or maybe see a performance. If there's trees in the way, you can't, can't do everything you want to do. But that being said, we want more trees if we can put them up and we're going to put 17 more trees up and we took down two. So that's the math. Uh, we're putting a lot more trees up than we're cutting down typically, but we can't save every tree. I just wanted to would bring
0: that up. Let's talk about construction in town here today. Things moving along with the Murray and Foster buildings, aren't they?
1: Absolutely, Wayne. You know, uh, we've got a lot of projects moving along, but those two have been, you know, there for a long time waiting to be completed. Um, But you're seeing progress uh, on both of those projects. I mean, it does take a while to get things done. Both of them are extensive renovations, really stripped down uh, to the bones uh, renovations. So, uh, you know, it it just takes time. You know, to get the money in line is often the the longest process uh, in planning. And now the construction has begun on both of them. Um we we are you know, again couldn't be happier that those two buildings in their prominent place in town are finally under construction and there's a lot of other projects going on. We've got uh that project out in North Windham and I think I'll I'll probably break this news here perhaps. Uh we did receive the building permit for the uh the construction project behind Home Depot for the 136 housing units. Um they've gotten most all of their permits in place. And now uh, they're moving forward. You know, it takes a long time. This, this project is moving along at a much faster speed than some of the others. It's not a renovation. They're not looking for state or federal money. Uh, this is a private investment project that, uh, from a, a larger company that's just coming in and, and doing things right, and they have plenty of money to do it. So um, they're moving along. Uh, I would imagine we'll see... Some construction begin before the season ends. I don't know how much they can get done before the the weather causes them to have to stop construction. But should see physical changes out there in the next few months. Uh, But they were waiting for a permit from the DOT, which they finally got word on uh, a couple weeks ago on the traffic uh, study. And uh, I think they're about ready to get going.
0: I noticed uh, some front wall construction being done on the dean's office down on Main Street by Memorial Park. What is That's not uh, town related, of course, but uh, what's going on there? Just a, just a little refresh?
1: Yeah, I, I think the owner is just, uh, you know, the, the, it's contagious. You know, you see things happen. You see everyone investing in their properties. We see every day, I and mean, we don't talk about the smaller things being done, but a lot of owners in Wyndham uh, are, are taking advantage of higher property values and, and better enterprise value than get more for rents. Uh, and they're putting money into their buildings. And this is, this is the momentum that has been created. Uh, it's not just these big things we always talk about. It's all the small things that matter as well. And you're seeing a lot of the older structures in town getting uh, uh, renovated or a facade change. So in that case, the owner, I think, is just, uh, you know, getting the building ready for a, maybe a new rent. I don't think there's anyone in there now. And I think it's just a matter of changing up the facade a little bit, make it look nicer and fit in with the rest of the town. It's, it's, it's going on everywhere.
0: I remember when I got here, it was called the Rock Garden, but not anymore. And you've also got an approval process for a million-dollar expansion of Capital Garage. Tell me about that.
1: Well, uh, the, the Capital Garage, of course, the Jeep dealership in town uh, – They've been doing a great job over there. Obviously, they've been expanding, and the, and the place looks great, a lot of good inventory, much different than what it was, uh, say, five years ago. Uh, but now they've uh, they've been working on a, a renovation and expansion plan to the showroom and other parts of the property. And uh, finally, they've come in with some of the uh, – I can make this public now. Uh, they have come in with uh, permits, uh, starting the, per- the permit process uh, to get that work done over there. But that's a, a, over a million-dollar – Investment by uh, Capital Garage again, um, you know, right across the board here we're seeing seeing projects and a lot of them, you know, they come to us first, ask, you know, kind of poking the the bear to see how things work and uh, you know, depending on who the investor is or the property owner, uh, we don't let everyone know what that is until it's a public, uh, you know, until they make permit application uh, or something's in writing to us. But uh, we get a lot of inquiries and like I always say, the pipeline is full here. We still are getting a lot of interest, people asking about maybe purchasing properties and what they can do with them. Um, And we're still getting a tremendous amount of interest. Uh, The inflation, COVID, uh, potential recession, uh, these things do not seem to be slowing us down uh, in Wyndham. We still have a lot of momentum and a lot. The pipeline is still full.
0: And speaking of building, got an email that says, please ask Jim when demolition of the Hooker Hotel building will begin.
1: Well, I again I wished it was down already one way or the other. I mean, it, it's it's you know, it's it, unsightly. It's not something that we, after we've looked at it many times uh different companies, the town, it's not something that can really be restored at this point structurally. Um I wish it was down. You know, I just go back in history here. I'm glad that question came in. That's a really good question. Uh you know, we had Mr. Kelly who is still pro- progressing with one of the buildings. Uh you remember recall uh, he came in before COVID and he had uh, his financers were hedge funds and other investors uh, from wall street that he had lined up for roughly a hundred million dollar project on a number of buildings and new buildings that he was going to put up. And as I warned everyone, uh, you know, you have to strike while the iron's hot and financing is as a big part of these, especially these larger projects. And if you recall, we had, uh, I'll call it the historic preservation blockade that, that took seven or eight months to get through And guess what happened? Uh, You know, and I warned maybe it was a recession that you know would would put the money aside. Well, it was COVID, and uh, all of a sudden, all this. If we we recall, everything seized up. The economy was in a a tailspin for many months, and apparently his money dried up, and uh, they they backed away because, like most people did at that time with any big projects, they said, "Wait a minute, this is terrible. This this disease, this COVID, is going to have a major effect on the economy." So that money went away. So he he kind of had to start back at the drawing board, you know, a year or two later after COVID started to, to ease up a bit, he did get a loan for the project on the Foster building, but the money that he had put aside again, was essentially uh, taken from a, from him by by COVID. And I, I guess I'll say, you know, if you look at the chain reaction, it was, had we not had the delay, uh, not to blame anyone, but as I warned everyone, the delay caused us to get into a situation, a, a change in economic conditions. So, um, again, we we are hopeful that once he finishes the Foster, he's going to move over to the the Hooker and the Hale, and that building will come down at at some point here. But uh, he's not going anywhere. He's got millions of dollars into his projects and plans right now in town. Uh, and if he does go away, we've got that much more of a head start for the next investor that might come along. So I still feel confident. I'm disappointed, like many, that this didn't move along as fast as it could have. Uh, but it's some of these circumstances are out of the out of control of uh, the town. Uh, it's out of control sometimes of the investor. Uh, and, and that's, I, I hope I didn't take too much time on that, Wayne, but it's something that we hadn't talked about for a while, but I just want to remind everybody of the history of the last three or so years with this. Um, it's been quite a road. You know, we've had a lot of things happen.
0: Well, we haven't talked about that specific project in a couple of recent shows we've done, so that was very timely. And uh, we got an email from a listener yesterday, and uh, full disclosure, I let you know in advance about it so you could do a little bit of homework on it. But the listener says, ask Jim about the unusual paving that happened this past summer on Mountain Street, Route 289, from about the Hosmer Mountain sales room to the top of the hill just north of South Ridge Drive, it doesn't look like ordinary paving, nor does it sound like ordinary paving when driving on it. Also, the ends of the new pavement aren't straight lines. One end looks like it has a feathered transition to the old pavement. The other end looks like there were a few buckets of material left over and it was just tossed onto some of the old pavement. Is this a more textured pavement type that will give more traction in wet, snowy weather on this hilly portion of the road? I'm not complaining about the visual look of the paving. I'm just curious about the function of this new paving. Well, job one here is that that's a state highway, so that's really not downtown Wyndham's project, is it?
1: Uh, that is a state highway, but of course it's, it's in our town and we're concerned about it. That's, that's a very dangerous hill. It's, it's dangerous because it's very fast, it's steep. Uh, clearly in the winter that uh, traction would, would be more traction would be helpful. So, again, that is different that the, the uh, listener or the uh, the comment is, is correct. That is a different type of paving. It's also uh, it's it's gr- it's a kind of a grittier uh, surface on that, and it's also a little wavy. So it's got kind of a scrub board effect, I guess, to hold more of the salt and sand, or it would be salt in the case of the state, uh, more salt on the road, uh, for more traction, but uh, I've got my engineer. After you send me that question, I send it over to my engineer to kind of look into the what what they're doing, uh, and it might be something we might want to look at. And, and just you know, I don't know if it's an experiment. I have not seen that in other places in the state, so I don't know if that's an experiment or something they do in, in extreme situations. But uh, it is different. That is correct. Good observation, and I would assume that it is to help traction on that hill. And I think some of the things that they were talking about. So the The transition it just looks like they was you know it's a special process, and they probably just you know got sloppy and went off to the edge with it but uh I think uh it's something to look into, maybe we can utilize that. we have some of course very hilly sections uh in town uh and and are difficult to maintain and traction uh during the winter, so I mean I wonder if that. That would work. So, we're going to check into it. Great comment. Appreciate it.
0: And then we did talk earlier this morning about trees and 17 trees going in and so forth. But we have another email question. This is pretty long. I'm going to have to abbreviate it somewhat here. But she says With all the recent construction and revitalization of some of the buildings on Main Street, there are very few green spaces left Memorial Park, the lawn in front of Town Hall, Gilson Square, the only real green space we have. Ironic because we're in the hub of the last Green Valley. I don't see Willimantic doing more to offset the carbon footprint of the new construction or renovation projects. Like is the new dollar general going to be planting any shrubs or trees at all, or is it going to be all parking lot? One more business to warm up our planet. So we want to just pick up on where we left off before and answer that question.
1: Sure. Uh, you know, uh, so planning and zoning, when they get an application like this, especially a new construction project like that, they requ- they have a planting plan that, that's required uh, and they more or less negotiate that. And I, and most often the Planning and Zoning Commission asks for more plantings because any, any developer or builder is going to try to cheap it out, right? They don't want to spend any money if they don't have to. Uh, but I think there's a planting plan that there'll probably be more plantings there than there were before they uh, they built uh, that project. Now, obviously, they're putting more asphalt down. There won't be the grass there. Uh, you know, and that's that's not good, right? But, you know, I just remind everybody, Wyndham is 28 square miles. And I understand every time a, a new asphalt goes down or a building goes up, that's horrible. It's taking away from green space. I get that. I think everybody gets that. But we still have a lot of green space uh, throughout Wyndham. If you look at holistically, every square inch can't be green space. We do have other things that have to, you know, other quality of life uh, things, stores and, and houses and driveways and things that have to be put in. But, uh, again, I think we try to – uh, you know as government we try to keep uh keep these developers honest, make sure they put back some of the trees and green space that they've they've taken away. But you know, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of green space in Wyndham. The trees are coming up faster than any amount of money can cut them down. Since we we don't you know plant all the fields and we don't have cattle and uh and, and other other animals uh that we need to keep open for anymore all these trees are coming in everywhere. And and again, even on the roadways and around houses, there's a lot of trees. And and again, can't have enough. I get it. Uh, But we also have to balance uh, development and tax dollars and jobs and and services as well as all these trees. We have, by the way, some of the best parks around. You know, if you look around even this area, which is, you know, quite quite rural, uh, most of the towns around us are rural. And, you know, we have a lot of parks with a lot of grass and a lot of trees. So uh, we're very lucky in Wyndham. Uh, I think we do a very good job of balancing all these things.
0: Well, and speaking of which the point you just made, she says when a new building goes up or reconstruction of an area takes place, it should be mandatory that anyone who comes to this town to make money on construction projects should be required to add to the environmental health of our town and include beneficial plantings and trees and construct green LEED certified buildings as well. She says the renovation of Wyndham High School has seen some new plantings, but not enough. Does the town even have an environmental committee to oversee things like this.
1: Uh well not not specifically planting things. Uh I think there's a sustainable committee uh that the state of Connecticut has this program sustainable CT and we have a committee that part of their role would be, you know, to to push those ideas along to the the various decision making bodies such as, you know, the planning and zoning commission, the wetland commission. Uh we you know, we have a, we had a conservation commission although I think that's getting revamped uh soon. In in getting uh, getting that going again, but uh, you know, the the council I've heard they've had many discussions about green things. I mean, we obviously we have five major solar projects underway right now in various states of completion. Oh, by the way, we were going to mention—I didn't mention this week—the solar project on the community center has begun. They're constructing that as we speak. Um, So you know, we're a very green town. Uh, I think we can't make everything green, and I, I don't. I don't mean to be mean about it, but I'm a green person. I, I'm a big preservationist. I can prove that record. My son is a forest science Ph.D. student. student. So I, we get the green stuff, but everything can't be green, and we have to keep spaces open for playing ball or, uh, you know, driveways or parking lots. We, we have to balance all these things. But we're trying to offset that with especially the solar projects, and I think the, sol- the project at the high school, there's a lot of green about that. They're making that very efficient. Uh, we're, we're, looking for efficiencies all the time when we're certainly when the town is constructing buildings, we want them as, as, you know, they talk about these different standards, trying to make them as close to the best standards as possible within, you know, within reason money, money does play into this at some point.
0: Are you aware if the town is choosing replacement trees that are native to the area or at least non-invasive? A good example is please no more Norway maples.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, so, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I don't have my Ph.D. in forestry. That's my son. But, uh, you know, the Acer the uh, that which is the Norwegian maple, which is a very colorful tree, has been used a lot in this area over the years as a decorative tree. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not the one selecting the trees, and I think the Ph.D., the, uh, the student from UConn and uh, some other folks that work with us, uh, uh, you know, the garden club, some other folks that have done trees in town are helping select the trees, uh, I'm not sure about the Norway maple or not, uh, but again, that, those Norwegian maples—they are. Uh, it's a European tree. It is an invasive tree. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a nutrient hog. It, it when it grows, it kind of kills everything below it because its uh, its root system is shallow and it it just sucks a lot of the nutrients out of the ground. That's why that's invasive. Uh, And that's, you know, you shouldn't really be, you shouldn't be planting Norwegian maple, Norway maple.
0: And lastly, you just touched on the community center and the membership continues to grow and the senior center continues to be popular. Big hit.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, We're up to 815 new members, I think, uh, or members that are paying on the recreation side. The senior center side continues to expand activities every time i go in there it seems like there's more and more people and in the af- into the afternoons you know typically senior centers you don't see a lot of folks there as the afternoon goes on you know, they kind of come in in the morning there's still a lot of folks there in the afternoon so it's it's been a great success if you want to feel good about your town walk into the community center uh, front back side whatever you want you can walk around take a look you don't have to join up if you don't want to just to just to see what's going on in the back but certainly senior center is free and I encourage anyone that's, that's 55 or older to get, to get involved in all the activities there. It's been great.
0: Jim, always good. We had a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me, Wayne. That would be the Wyndham Town Manager, Jim Rivers. Our monthly Town Talk program heard on the first Tuesday of the month, brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery. Facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street's Willimantic, assisting manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. 14 WLI Willematic and 95.3 FM.